it's been really long there is a big gap between our last episode that i published and the episode we are listening to today and i would request that you kindly receive my apologies for that but i had a couple of things holding me back sickness being one of those and then of course trips most of the times the way i do ministry currently is if i'm not recording a message on the podcast then i'm getting an opportunity to go and speak somewhere teach or be a part of something however because for this delay and the gap we see was because of uh, family uh, function and i would want to start with a story similar to that as we open up for today's episode so just a brief uh, piece of information when i was very very young i'm told of a story yeah i'm told my dad passed when i was still too young but before he died during his early years as a christian he was serving in church and this guy he was serving with they used they both used to sing in choir and then they would also go on and you know evangelize to the people outside church so when he died this other guy he used to serve with had they had separated for some time before my dad died and this guy joined an organization a different christian organization and he was the project director of a very big organization fast forward about four years after my dad had died my mom was stranded somewhere and by the grace of god they came to cross paths with this guy who asked about my father asked my mom where did brother joseph go to so mom tells him the whole story and the guy was so touched but of course as a single mom now she has these kids with uh, three of us at the moment saying no let me help you with these two the elder brother had already been taken up somewhere to be supported so this guy took me in i and my elder sister esther but this guy raised us like his own children because we stayed in his home he is a pastor and back then he was also still a pastor though he was younger then he took us in and that's why ideally for people who have been engaging me on the personal conversations i've always done some things differently because i grew up telling myself i am a pastor's kid i cannot afford to do a b c and d now if we've been in schools and we've seen how pastors kids behave you will agree with me that not all pastors kids are really good you know people i mean they are the ones who usually uh, dodge church service they are characterized by all forms of bad behavior and so to some extent if you told people i am a pastor's kid they would automatically assume you don't have good morals but i for one when i was raised in that pastor's home i grew up telling myself i'm a pastor's kid and i cannot behave a certain way and then later when i joined bethany another project same 
same organization but now a different department in a different location still the way i was raised the things i was being told as i grew up the regulations i had around me the kind of system the discipline that was instilled into me never gave me permission to enjoy certain things that people my age got to enjoy i'll give you an example of those i've never enjoyed i've never known what it means to <laughs> i can't believe i am saying this i've never i don't know what it really means i've never experienced what it feels like to go for danke and dance with a girl or touch a girl in the way people in danke kadanke that's how it's called the dirty dancing kind of way now i'm not trying to be a legalist here but you need to understand i was raised to believe if a guy had access to a girl's body and touched her a certain way then he has lost respect for her <laughs> and my mother my own mother told me that if you ever touch a woman a girl in that kind of way you're going for high school every kind of advice is there you're going to be dancing like this you're going to be escaping but for everything you do if you touch a girl that way if you ever lay your hands on a girl you've done that to me now i love my mom so much so her saying if i did it to a girl i'm doing it to her was enough to convince my mind as a young boy i will never do that in bethany <laughs> yes it's a christian organization and what not but we grew up looking up to these home mothers as you know people who are speaking to god every day they see even when we don't think they are able to see so they would tell us if you ever went and sneaked out of school if you tested alcohol if you ever danced or with a girl in danke or if you even ever gotten yourself involved in a relationship I will know. They will tell us the Holy Spirit is going to whisper to them. Oh man. That thing really stuck in our minds and we believed it for a fact. And trust me, up to date, even now that I know what the real truth is, the way I was raised, what I was told as a child, got engraved in my mind. And it is some of those principles, it is some of those values that I still stand on. Even as a young man right now, I'm no longer four years old, the kid that was in a pastor's house, no. I'm also no longer 10, 12 and 16, the kid who was in the orphanage and was being told what to and what not to do by the mothers. Here I am. Over 10 years later, I'm now 24. And I still stick by these values. Now, not just because I fear for what my mom will think. I fear for what the public will see. No, but because I know I am a Christian. I am a child of God. Everything else comes secondary after that. There is a certain things I cannot do. There is a certain way I cannot take myself. There is places I cannot choose to go to to enjoy life as people say it. Why am I being backward? Not really. 
but because of what is in me because of the values that are engraved in me not only because i'm a pastor's child because recently we had a function it was an introduction and as the eldest boy that was raised in that home i was uh, an in-law so of course i had to be there for this other lady we raised three of us before the pastor got his own kids so this other lady was having an introduction i had to be there i traveled all the way to the southern part of uganda in rakai district and i had to be there the conversations i had there really reminded me and it came into mind how i've been living my life and how i've been taking certain things because i told myself even as a child i am a pastor's kid i cannot do this there are things in life that you who is listening do stand by there are things you don't need to fast even if they gave you a lot of money to go against you wouldn't why because you have been raised to believe a certain thing about that your parents have probably told you this your culture your norms do not allow you to do this and that now that aside you are a christian and that is what is paramount here as a christian there are things you cannot do yes there are certain activities you can't do you cannot start using drugs alcohol and what not you cannot go around sleeping with girls because maybe your parents have told you maybe because you know for a fact that there is there are risks of being addicted there is our pregnancy there is getting uh, diseases and what not but hey think for a moment get away from that try to make your mind choose a certain character and a certain way of behavior based on who you are your identity as a christian that is what we are talking about today in the next few minutes godliness that is step number 6 thank you so much for being here for this sixth step now and together with me i'm so happy i'm welcoming you to this second last no third last step let's dive into it now as we obey what we learn in the scriptures and choose to trust god in every situation the evil desires and corruption inside us are slowly beaten back you know while the divine nature grows by this time we need to understand yes we are human we always have that sinful nature that always wants to see you go into the you know subscribing to the standards of the world but then as a christian there is the holy spirit inside you trying to say no do this do that and it doesn't happen quickly or suddenly all at once there is a part of a lifelong loop of knowledge leading to godliness now godliness is the whole idea of you are now being let me just put it plainly you are being god like i'm not saying like you you're going to start resembling god no but now you're going to be doing things based on what god says or what god wants and not what man wants all right so this growth of god's nature in us 
is the sixth step of this path. Six out of eight, we've really moved ungodliness. Now, when I was saying, when I was giving this brief story, I told us of how I was raised as a pastor's child. That means there are things I was not supposed to do. I had to attend every church service. Be it, I mean, whether I woke up in the right mood or not, I had to attend. If the pastor's family was supposed to be expected in some location, much as this pastor is not my biological father, but the fact that I identify as a pastor's child, I had to abide by that. Now, as a Christian, there is a number of things in the world, as a youth, as a teenager, the world trends tends to tag them as the trend, the right things to do, the cool things. In most times, you're going to find like there is that urge that tends to pull you to be like, yes, I want to get to this point. Yes, yes. I want to do this and that. Yes, I want to look cool. But this whole idea of our path is to change us, to divert our minds, to get away from thinking like the world, to doing things the way the world says, but to do them in a way that resonates with what God says. And I've always said, God is not going to come out and say, hear me, hear me, that says the Lord. No. He has given us his word, the holy infallible word, the Bible. We do, we think, we act according to the Bible, not according to what the world tells us. All the steps we've been seeing, right from studying God's word, now practicing it, then perseverance in all the three forms, all the three circumstances in life, they are all indicators of someone who has developed a godly mind when you choose to live a godly life that is godliness you know and it is more than just bible study and whatnot it is more than just can i read scripture and memorize it no if we tend to we attempt to define what godliness is is when our character our ethics our worldview and thought patterns accurately reflect Christ. I'll say that again. Godliness is when our character, ethics, worldview, and thought patterns accurately reflect Christ. We act like Christ. We treat others around us. We take ourselves in a manner that is pointing towards Christ. If you're trying to become like Jesus, what was the number one thing that Christ did in, 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 in able to make sure he's always resonating with God? Christ intentionally put value to God's priorities. He always looked up to God. Much as he was God himself, he always prayed. And that is the very, very first key thing that this distinguishes between a godly person and a worldly person. Being godly means you look up to God, you respect Him, and know that it is because of Him that you're able to do everything you do. 
So if you seek guidance in the world, how do I go about this? You need to pray. If you're going to be Christ-like, do what Christ did. He always prayed. He was God himself, remember. He is God. But he never chose to act on his own. He always prayed. If we could not down Luke chapter 5, verse 16. This says, Jesus himself frequently withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. Jesus, God, the Son of God, the Christ, the Savior we all know. He frequently withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. Why did he need to pray? Because that is the kind of life we need to adopt. To always maintain that close relationship with God. And if you read Luke 6, 12 to 13, it says, Now it was during this time that Jesus went out to the mountain to pray. And he spent all night in prayer to God. When morning came, he called his disciples and chose twelve of them, whom he also named apostles. The very first part of this passage is also giving us more of what Christ really did. He always found that time to pray. And there is few command, commands in the New Testament to pray, you know, only about half a dozen. It seems like regular prayer was so ingrained in the early believers that the apostles, the people who wrote the Bible, only you know, needed to remind them to pray in certain circumstances. As human beings, we need to adopt that. As Christians today, as youths, we need to adopt this and have it in our mind. Because scripture doesn't tell us to pray many times because the immediate recipients of the Bible probably had grasped this idea of praying every day. If you have a father, if you have a friend, now we have WhatsApp, social media. Every day, somebody has to make sure they have data so that they can go online and say hi to their friends. And if there is a regular friend you, you know that is always online, they go missing for two, three, four, five days, you're going to be worried. You might be tempted to give them a direct call. Like, hey, you've always been online. What happened? Why? Because you're used to having a communication every day. Jesus always maintained that communication with God. He always prayed and did his will. If we say God is our Father, if we choose to put our trust and faith in Christ, then we are going to do what he did. We are going to maintain that relationship, sorry, the fellowship, by communicating. When you pray, you talk you speak to God and you give him time to speak back to you. You read his word and he speaks to you. Then you also speak to him. You let him know. You thank him. You, you repent for what you've done wrong. You pray. You ask for things. You thank him for what he has done all through prayer. There is no network. There is no WhatsApp number that you're going to call or text and get to God. You have to pray. You know, and let me read a simple quotation here before we wind up. It starts like this. Is it possible that a man or a woman can come to love God for himself alone so that there is a fundamental contentment in life regardless of circumstances? Yes, this is possible, but only through prayer. This quotation is from 
Timothy Keller. Is it really possible for a human being to come to love God for himself alone? You know, that there is that contentment that you love God and feel like, yes, I love God, regardless of what has happened. If you have taken time to study or read about atheists, uh, people who do not believe in God, these people question God's existence and sovereignty when they look around the world and say, this is going wrong, this is being done this way. God cannot surely be there. If he was there, where is he, where is he, and where is he? That is what they do. But can man really get to a point where they love God regardless of what is happening around when they choose to put their faith and trust in him? Yes. One of the famous pastors and preachers, T.D. Jacks, one day I happened to stumble on his sermon and I captured him saying this. If God had given you all the answers that you have about him and the Bible and the world at large, then wouldn't, you wouldn't be a reason for faith. If everything you ask yourself, why do people die? Why are they still poor? Poor people suffering? Why are some rich people existing and torturing the poor? Why is this and that happening? Why, why are pandemics coming up? Why is every virus on a rampage? People are dying here and there. If God is there, why is that happening? If we had answers to all those, we wouldn't have a reason to trust God. But because we choose to put faith, to have faith in him, we look at those and say, yes, even though this is here, my Redeemer lives. That is the godly mindset. Now your worldview changes. And if we adopt prayer, my dear friends, we are getting to the point of godliness. And let me give us this verse. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 16 to 18. Always rejoice. Constantly pray. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This should stay with you as we finish now. Always rejoice. Constantly pray. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's not like we don't know how to pray. We know. We just don't find time. And pray, praying doesn't need you to first find words to box and make that loud noise. Speak to God. Find time in that humble space of yours. Talk to God. Without Him, your worldview, your ethics, your character and mindset is always going to be worldly. But with him, he can be able to govern you, to direct you the right way. That's godliness for us. Thank you so much. I love you. Keep safe and keep praying.